0: hello my beautiful stroke survivors how are you this is karina and i'm the host and creator of this wonderful podcast stroke surviving the oz for those of you who wonder who i am i suffered a brainstem stem dissection in march of 1999 which led me to a coma in a locked in syndrome but eventually it led me here to you so i'm very grateful for that I always said, if I can help one person in the world feel better about their situation, I will be over the moon, blessed, very lucky. So before I forget, I need to thank my listeners from six out of the seven continents. They're in Australia, uh, North America, South America, all over Europe, Africa, Asia. I am over the moon that this is happening. My message is getting out there. And that is exactly why I am doing this. And by helping all of you, I'm actually helping myself doing it at the same time. So you might be wondering what those three A's are that have helped me uh, become the survivor that I am, that I've been, and I will be sharing that with you. One important part before I get into it. Is that um, in the prior episode, I have mentioned how when I was in the hospital, I have decided to be a fighter and to live, right? Live my best life with the cards that I'm being dealt. There was nothing else that I could do, right? Or was there? So I decided, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk you through the mindset that I had. So when I was in the hospital, I was a victim. I was receiving care, and I was a victim. And you know how I don't like the word victim, right? Because here, in this community, we are not victims. We are survivors. So in the hospital, I was a victim, unfortunately. But then when I got to rehab three months later, when I got to rehab, I was a freaking survivor. I was a beast. It's a choice. It's a choice that we have. You remember what I said when I was in the hospital? Um, I decided, and um, but there were some choices that I could do. I could be lying in my bed cry the whole time that i'm there and just wish that i died that i died that could have been one of my things or i also had the choice to say fuck you fuck this shit but i'm gonna play this game the way it's meant to be played and i am going to fight the best that i can And uh, get the best life that I can. We always have a choice. We always have a choice. And again, the choice is yours. This is the road that I have taken. Because you know how misery likes company? Misery loves company. The same thing. The more depressed you are, the more depressed you get. That's what I found over the years. So... Check this out, this is the first A, acknowledge, acknowledge that the stroke happened. It's it's a fact, there's no use crying over spilled milk, right? The damn stroke happened, I'm lying in a hospital bed, this is what I got to deal with now, what am I going to do? Acknowledge. Until you acknowledge, you're in denial. And when you're in denial, you're prolonging your pain. Just get it over with. Rip the band-aid and acknowledge. You know when we acknowledge, um, there's a lot of disappointment that goes into it. Because we have to be true. We have to be real. We have to say, shit, this really happened. And it's not an easy thing. I'm not saying that I took it lightly. That is not what I'm saying. But I've always been a go-getter type. And I've always been grabbing the bull by the horns. And dealing with shit. And this was just another feather in my hat. This was just another card game I had to play with. Doesn't mean that it wasn't painful. So... Take the time that you need. I did it quickly because that's how I am. You, I want you to take the time that you need. But don't let it drag on for months and months and years. I don't want you to suffer like that. That is not what I want for you. And I know that deep down that is not what you want for yourself. Now, the second A, accept. It took me a long time, guys, to accept. I needed to be 10 years in social worker with my social worker and doing a lot of therapy for many different things in my life before I learned how to accept. So I'm going to explain it to you the way She explained it to me in the hopes that I make as much sense as she did. I have a pen in front of me, right? Now, um, for those of you who don't know, I am not a clean freak, but I'm a tidy freak. I don't like clutter. It, It bothers me physically. And if something is out of place... It will bother me until I put it where I think it should be going, okay? That's a little insight on Karina, how I am, right? Now, this is what she says. There's a pen here, and I'm putting it in the middle of the floor. I don't like it there. I don't want it there. But that's where it is. That's all she said. I'm telling you this story right now and just the thought of a pen being in the middle of the floor in the kitchen my body right now is is bothered okay but accepting means that it's there it's not going anywhere what am I going to do with it I can't pick it up right I can't I just can't pick it up I can't make it disappear I can't make my stroke disappear. I can't make my wheelchair disappear. I can't make my droopy lip disappear. It is what it is. What I can do is work with it, right? And I can walk around it. I can pivot around it. And at some point, I'm going to say, Shit, that pen is actually cute in the middle of the floor. I'm going to leave it there. So at some point, you're going to look at yourself in the mirror and you're going to say, Shit! I'm rocking this chair, man. I am rocking this wheelchair. You know, and I look damn good. You know what? This droopy lip or this limp that I have is adding on to my charm. I fucking rock this shit. When you start talking like that to yourself, when you feel that proudness inside of you, that's a sign you started accepting. That's what I want for you. I want you to accept. Because as long as you do not acknowledge, as long as you don't accept, you will not be able to move on and you will not be able to heal. I hope I made sense with with that that explanation because it was very simple the way she explained it to me. I'm a very visual person and she had to take physically a pen and do that thing. (laughs) Um, I have a side note to this. As a survivor, Um, As a brand new, okay, even though I'm 23 years post, even though I have a few years over you maybe, doesn't mean that I didn't feel every single freaking thing that you feel. Now, what I'm getting to is that the more bitter we are as survivors, the more we don't like ourselves, the more we wish we were dead, the more, it's okay to be annoyed, but like, the, the darker we get, the harder it is for our families, our spouses, our children, our friends, but mostly our families, because they're the ones we live with on the regular, right? I understood that many, many years after I was divorced. That because I had my moments of bitterness. That I made my then husband feel helpless. So every time today that you are so upset and mad. And you're always mad, right? You're enraged. You you, you just don't get it, man. You're just upset. Why the fuck did this happen to you? And the more you're upset, the more you make your life at home difficult, right? The more you pick fights with your husband or your wife, the more annoying and bickering you get with your kids. The more they feel helpless because they can't change what's there. They also have, they don't have a choice to accept So when I say that you should accept, the faster you accept, the faster you move on. It's not just for you, my love. It's for your family. It's for your spouses. Remember, I was married. I was married 12 years. I learned a shitload after my divorce. I realized what a nasty survivor I was at times. And, um... You deserve the best, and I know that your spouses deserve the best of you. And you know what? On another note, did you know that it takes more muscles in your more facial muscles to frown, to be in a bad mood, to give a mutra, to be in a bad mood? than it does to smile? Did you know that? I, uh, as you know, I was a cosmetician and a skincare specialist in my other life. And I, I found it fascinating. And the more we frown, the more wrinkles we get. Did you know that? I mean, that's a fact. That is a fact. And to be around people that are happy, people that are doing their best, we're not saying to fake it, right? We're just saying that you're genuinely happy to be here and you're doing the best you can, right? That is going to have a ripple effect on the people around you. You are going to be so bubbly, so go-getter, that people are going to want to be around you Imagine I'll, I'll take myself as an example. Okay, imagine that uh, Karina was always in a bad mood. Do you want to be around me when I'm in a bad mood all the time? No. Do I want to be around my friends when my my specific friend when when he's always in a bad mood or she is? No, because it it it, it, it bothers me. It bothers my my energy. I want to be around like-minded people. I want to be around people like me right now that are happy-go-lucky, that make lemonade out of lemons. I'm not saying that I'm fucking perfect. I'm not saying that I don't get mad and upset and I don't have things that are weighing on my head and and on me physically. But I'm saying that people deserve to have to have the best of you. People deserve to have... The beautiful, smiling, happy person you are. And for all of you moms out there, I have a special note for you. As you know, my daughter was 16 months when I survived my stroke, right? And when I came back home, she wasn't quite two yet. So this, the way I am now, is the only mom she's ever known. Think of How I've taught my daughter I was leading by example all these years man all these years she saw me fighting and trying and 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 yes crying and being upset and getting my depressive mood absolutely but she never saw me quit never if you if my name was in a dictionary Karina the mom there would, no, there would be never quitter. Think of the legacy you're leaving, your children. How, what a great example you are. Today, my daughter is going to be 24 in a few weeks, okay? And um, last week was my birthday and we're sitting on the couch and we're having a glass of wine before having my friends over. And I haven't really done that with my daughter, And we're just talking like, even though she's my daughter, we're talking like two friends. And she says, yeah, mommy, you know, this and that and this and that. And I said, Angie, do you know me? Oh, she says, yes, mommy, when you put something in your head, you don't put it in your ass. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm telling you to acknowledge and accept because I know you're freaking going to rock this. So from now on, make an effort, please, for your sake, and check what happens around you. And um, to that effect, I have a mini story. You know how I like my stories, right? In 2010... Now, I've survived the abuse when I was younger, I've survived my stroke when I was 25. In 2010, when I was 38 or 39, um, I got diagnosed having bipolar traits and double personality traits. And I remember clearly, this is gonna be a short story. I remember clearly being in my doctor's office when she got the psychiatrist's um, diagnostic for me. And I remember crying and having a little hissy fit. Like I remember standing square and saying, What the fuck? And what the fuck? What did why did this have to happen? Why did my life have to be like that? And then I did that, me. Karina, I did that. Then I sat my ass down next to her. She didn't say anything. I sat my ass down and I said, Okay, Mayada, what do I have to do? I acknowledge. And I acknowledge that that's what I had and I accept it because it's fucking what I have. Now comes the third A action. Action. What do I have to do in order to fix my problem? My, 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 my traits, right? What do I have to do? So I acknowledge fuck. I am bipolar and I have bipolar traits. I have double personality traits. Second, I accepted. What else do you want me to do? That's a fucking diagnosis. What am I going to do? Three, I took action. What am I going to do? do? From now on, what do I do? And I enrolled in a nine-month therapy, a cognitive behavioral therapy uh, to better the situation where I grew a shitload. So I implemented in 2010 the three A's, just like I did in 1999 when I had the stroke. So I'm asking that you trust me when I say this. I know that you don't know me, right? We we never met. We probably never will. We know each other over here, and that's amazing. But I ask of you that you trust me, and you give it a try. I want you to download this episode And I want you to take notes. What are those three A's? And put it towards you. What is Jane in Australia going to do? How is she going to deal with her situation? And I want you to write it down. I want you to... Get yourself a dollar store journal or a piece of toilet paper if you have to. But I want you to write down the three A's that are pertinent to you, to your situation. How are you going to deal with it? Acknowledge, accept, and action. With those words, I'm going to let you go. I love you immensely. I want you to do this, man. Trust me. You have been listening to Stroke Surviving the Odds. Please, please, please connect with me on Facebook at Stroke Surviving the Odds underscore the pod page. And on Instagram at Surviving the Odds underscore the podcast. I thank you very much. I love you very much. And I know you're going to rock this. I love you. Bye.